Hello and welcome back. This week I'm joined by Ryan Hunter from the band Fabric Fair and we talk everything from his inspiration, writing songs in lockdown and what's next for the band. Enjoy! Hello! Oh! Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Good, I'm glad. Have you got the heating cracked up? Yeah, totally. It's pretty cool that I've been kind of walking out with the dog all day, so... Oh, how is the dog? Yeah, he's good. He's he's getting pretty big now, so he's kind of losing that puppy sort of touch. But he's he, he was going daft for like the snow today. Like it's the first kind of time he's experienced that, obviously. So bless him. That's pretty... adorable. But yeah, it's pretty funny. They grow up so fast. Oh, I know, too fast. Like... <laughs> I know. I've died quite a walk today. It's like winter wonderland out there. I've not been out yet. I know. It's literally like Narnia, like up where I live, because I live in the middle of the countryside. So yeah, of course. I think we all, like, my dad couldn't even get to work today, so we're all kind of just, like, snowed in, kind of. Oh, snow day. Going out, yeah, going out walks and stuff, so it's pretty fun, but. Oh, I love that. Making the most of being snowed yeah. in and locked down, so kind of used to being locked in the house anyway by now, so. Of course, <laughs> and thank you for taking the time to do this as well, not that there's um, much else to do. Oh, no, not at all, thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you about um, your music and stuff, though. Oh, brilliant, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, you just was it last week you launched your new your new Yeah, it was it was on Friday, yeah, we released our our new tune. So it's uh, fresh off the bat. Yeah, fresh off the bat. It's quite funny (laughs) because we actually recorded the song maybe like a year and a half ago. Really? That long? Yeah, which which is pretty quite quite a long time to have music just sitting there. Mm -hmm. But the the kind of plan was to release it at the start of this year, just when we were about to go on tour and stuff. Uh-huh, and then obviously everything kind of got kicked into touch so we just had it sitting there for like another well obviously another year now so we're just like oh we mm-hmm. might as well put it out because it's just gonna stay there and we'll get less excited about it and probably never yeah. see the so that's yeah, so funny you say that so what, what the reason was that you wanted to get out was just to yeah we just felt just... like it we were kind of just like putting a lot of pressure on it coming out whereas we're in a completely different creative space than we were a year ago so it's like yes. we might as well just get all our stuff out and like move on to the next thing, sort of sort of feel. Of course, that that totally makes sense. And you know what, a lot of artists have actually done that that I've noticed throughout the year. I'm sure um, at the very start of lockdown, Julia yeah. released her yeah, whole did. album, and it completely boomed though because it's exactly what people one hundred percent. So much more people are listening to music more regularly if they're working from home like I certainly do anyway so I thought it was a really cool move and even like this is a, a, such a different vibe but Joel Corey you yeah. know his like head and heart song it was yeah, everywhere totally, in summer yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure I heard an interview with him saying that he was hoping to like wait until pool parties were back yeah. on or you know the summer holidays because it's all that vibe but again it's shot to number one and it was just so I think people, I to, think people to bring out even dancing though... and having that sort of energy around themselves so it's like if they can listen to yeah. the music and immerse themselves in that sort of energy it's like kind of some the best form of escapism really of course so how has the reaction it actually has been good actually because uh, i think it's it's, a bit, it's very different in comparison to our other songs it's the first kind of song where we've used like synthesizers and keyboards um whereas before mm-hmm. it was just two two guitars a bass and a drum kit really and my voice so we've kind of, we're a bit more experimental uh-huh. with it and we took a bit more time to make it. So the fact that people seem to be enjoying it um, is, is, is great. That's that's what it's all about. So, yeah, it's been good. It's, it seemed to have a bit more of a 
uh, a bigger reaction than our last few releases have had, which is good. So early days still, because it's only been out for like less than a week, but so yeah. far it's looking pretty good, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so great to hear. Um, what I'll do as well is I'll share it all on the oh, social media platforms so everyone can hear. It's, it's great. It's oh, such cheers. a good record and I totally noticed that it is yeah, a wee totally. bit different to your your previous ones. It's got a really a, a optimistic feel about it. I don't know if that's a weird way to describe the music, but it felt really that's quite good. happy. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, the song is about like a kind of stressful situation that I'm sure people will be able to understand through the lyrics. But uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's funny how the music doesn't necessarily intertwine with the, the whole situation. It made me feel really good listening oh, to it. I don't know why, it just was my initial that's reaction. That's, a, that's the goal. But no, no, exciting things to come for you hope for so, sure. So. Um, so just to go over how you got into music and all that, when did you first become interested in even being a musician? Um, or I do remember it was about like primary six. I was taking an interest. Mm-hmm. I, was, I used to be a big geek and I was a big fan of like the Back to the Future movies, which is like, I always, always. Yeah. Oh, I just no saw way. those movies. No way. Oh, class. What have I been doing? Well, my, well my that, that's the best way know. to spend but it. They were like, that's like one of the best set of films ever. So, well, yeah, uh-huh. like, first, I always cringe when I tell people like, this is the reason I like first ever picked up a guitar, but I was obsessed with those films, mm-hmm. and I always remember watching Martin McFly and the, the thing doing the, like, the guitar solo and that. And I remember thinking, "Oh, that's so cool! Like, I want to do that." And I, I, I took a massive interest cool. in like playing the guitar and stuff. And then one day, like, my dad had a butcher shop in Edinburgh, and he brought home like this customer came in and sold him this like 20, 20 quid like rubbish wee guitar. And uh, he mm-hmm. took it home, and I just like learned like the, my first few chords and that, and it kind of just like boomed from there really that's kind of where the first initial oh, wow. interest came from though yeah back to the future <laughs> <laughs> such a great story so it's so funny that the guitar was your first instrument that you really picked up was that do you think that was fate or were you drawn to the guitar prior that encounter or was there other instruments that you thought you? Were I mean I think it's to? always been guitars always been the main one that I like go to whether I'm like writing a song mm-hmm. or something it's like always where I feel at most home compared to other instruments. I feel like a lot safer like playing that other than yeah. if I'm sitting at piano or something. It's like I don't entirely know 100%. I'm not like a master at the piano or that, so it's like mm-hmm. you're delving into the unknown, whereas like with a guitar, it's like I feel like I've learned enough amount to kind of, I don't know, yeah, feel at home playing it. Of course, it's yeah, your 100%, comfort Yeah, 100%, no pun intended, because that is a far out of weird song title, but... <laughs> but yeah, that is certainly the comfort zone. I met yeah, I thought that, you'd have, Ryan. Maybe have that noted down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so interesting. I love that. So, do you find it easier to create songs using the guitar as your bass instrument rather than if you were to like play about? On well, no. In recent times, due to the kind of pandemic sort of situation, I've taken a lot more time when writing songs other than before we would kind of rush it because we had like, oh, we're in the studio in two weeks, we need a song ready to record sort mm-hmm. of thing. Whereas at the start of this year, I kind of knew that we had a year, two years of like total inactivity. So, Wait, you first saw that this would last this long? 
Oh no! I, I mean, I didn't foresee on... it. I didn't foresee it. I didn't foresee it would be this long. Breaking Ryan it, predicted the <laughs> pandemic before it even. I, I certainly knew it was like we weren't going to be playing gigs for a long yeah. time. Yeah, that's the kind of the feel I had. So mm-hmm. I kind of made the conscious decision to kind of take a bit more time. Yeah. And creating music in my bedroom and stuff. Other than it would usually be, I'd go into the practice room with the boys and we'd like flesh out an idea that I had the night before or something. Right, got you. To to then record like a week later, and it was kind of just like very in the moment, very like snappy, very quite efficient. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'll maybe like come up with an idea for a song and I'll maybe spend about like two months like going through it and like adding loads of different instruments to it yeah well that's the funny thing is because people are saying like this song that we've just put out is pretty different but yeah the music that we've made like since then is like it i don't want to put anyone off for that but it sounds like a completely different band right in a good way i'd say uh-huh. that's interesting. Um, and i put that all down to the whole kind of situation that we've been in and i've mm-hmm. just been in my room bored experimenting <laughs> with things that i haven't done before and stuff like that so I definitely take that's a positive I take from this whole situation yeah. is the fact that I'm being able to grow like as a creative and stuff like that. Yeah, that's so true. So what do you think are the main things that this time has given you in terms of how different your music is? Um I think I've certainly got better at playing keys and like keyboard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um because yet again I'm not I used to never go into the practice room with a keyboard or anything like that. It was always guitar. Yeah. And that gave me a chance to be a bit more experimental and the fact that I could then maybe like make a demo of a song and then send it to some of my friends to see what they think mm-hmm. and then even sometimes get their spins on the their opinion or whatever and then put that into the music. It's it's certainly like I don't know what I'm trying to say. It has I I take like that positive from it that this has been like a great time to experiment and be with be alone by myself and yeah. with my thoughts other than sorry what we're saying oh sorry. no sorry continue um like it's forced like lonerism being by myself uh, other than being in a studio with loads of people like giving ideas and stuff it's kind of like made me i feel like i've connected with myself more than i ever have in this whole situation to be honest when making music anyway yeah your situation's been totally stripped back do you think the tone of your songs have changed? You know how you're tone saying that you're... A... It's quite a lonely time, so it's like the emotion... Oh, like the lyrical the sort of content. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah certain, certainly has had a massive change. Like, Because, well, like, everyone will know who has listened to our songs, the... The main subject is like relationships or things like that going on. Whereas, mm-hmm. not to sound lonely or that, but like nothing's really been happening in the past past year or so. <laughs> like nights no, out or like meet, meeting new people or whatever. So it's like yeah. I've not had the opportunity to like write about like mad experiences like that. Whereas, I've just kind of been like I don't know. I've, the the lyrical content's a bit deeper, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and like a bit more using a bit more imagery and being like like the music a bit more experimental and stuff and getting into actual like you the use of words and like alliteration and stuff like that yeah um other than just like telling stories per se it's yeah. quite um it's more like picking a topic out of thin air and then kind of just like writing a song about it other than a story I that's what i'd say oh that's interesting i'm so excited to hear yeah totally. i'm excited when... I mean, we're we're meant to be recording 
like a four track EP like at the end of this month, but I think it's going to be pushed back to next month, obviously because of COVID and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how that the music that I've made in the past year or so will translate into being recorded in a full studio other than my bedroom. So that'll be when it's like kind of fully finished and ready to go. That is an exciting process. So what is the process from for writing a song, I suppose? Can you explain how that works from the moment it pops into your head? What what does that look like? I mean, that's the thing about so- like songwriting is like there's never like two the same. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like put in a box like that, whereas I don't know, it's sometimes it'll be like a melody that comes to you when you're like at work or something and your mind's completely right. somewhere else and just a melody will pop in your head and you're like, oh, I need to quickly record that on my phone. And then so you'll do you like and... hum it to yourself? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. That's yeah, so like clever. I've been caught in so many like silly situations when I've been at work or something <laughs> and then I'm like sitting in the corner with like my phone recording a tune, like someone's like, what are you doing over there? Um, or like sometimes you'll just be you'll be watching something on the telly and a pop will, a thought will pop into your head and you'll be like oh I'd like to write a song about that or something and then you mm-hmm. consciously go and sit the guitar or the piano or whatever and then kind of just like smash out a bunch of lyrical ideas and then a melody, melody sometimes comes to you like that or yeah it can be anything like a chord progression or a, a drum beat mm-hmm. popping into your head or just when you're sitting at the instruments and yeah it's just like it kind of just grows from there to be honest so yeah it's it's it, the process is always different. That's one. Th- that's what I'd say about it, to be honest. Yeah, oh, I love that you work on both sides of that, though. That sometimes a tune will come, and then sometimes a thought or a theme and a lyric. That's yeah, totally. Really but then cool. other times, like especially in this lockdown, it's been a great time to be creative. But then, like all creatives, you'll have like a dry spell, mm-hmm. and that can be like so frustrating, especially because we've got all this time to be creative and stuff. Yeah. You feel like you're like almost falling behind or missing out if you're not being creative, which is like a good thing, I suppose, because it shows that like when you do have an idea, you'll really capitalise on it because you know mm-hmm. that they aren't just going to come along every day. But yeah, it can get really frustrating as well. And when I can you can't think of something or something doesn't pop into your head, it, just, it does happen, but uh- you just kind of got to get through it. I understand what you're saying about the frustration just because you have ample time, more time than you've ever had to really dedicate yourself to this. But if if the idea is not there, you can't, it's not something you can force, can you? Yeah, no, totally. Because I feel like that's one thing about like artists and musicians and stuff is people are thinking like, all right, this time that you've got to yourself and of doing nothing, like you should be Mm -hmm. being creative and stuff. And then like, like everyone, everyone has off days and stuff. You can't yeah. always force yourself to be in that state of mind, and it's sometimes you do like you find yourself watching Netflix for like a full day, and you feel guilty. Oh, but, I've but, been there. Oh, you but, can't let yourself feel guilty though. Oh, a hundred percent. Switch off. Yeah, right? definitely. Like it is, it is like work as well. It, all, mm-hmm. As much as I do enjoy it, I do have a really mad like work ethic when it comes to it. I don't treat it like yeah. it's like a, a fun thing. So it's mm-hmm. like you're right. You do need to switch off and sometimes like binge watch Tiger King or something like that. <laughs> kind of get away yeah, from that. Ages ago now. Yeah, no, that was last. But that was last. I time. suppose it's kind of like market research in a way. Like you, you might be inspired as an artist. That like, is true. That is true. Something. I so. have found that when I've like watched. I remember when I first watched Stranger Things and I like wrote like two songs straight after it because I was like, oh, really? I was feeling like, mad inspired by the soundtrack and all that. So it, that's a great soundtrack. Oh yeah, I totally unreal. fell in love with the eighties when I watched that. Oh, 100%. Just everything about it. 
I don't know if just just a wee thing off topic. I don't know if you've heard, you know, Steve Harrington, the guy in that, the guy that's got like the mad haircut. He's like the older guy. Yes. He's got this like amazing like secret, not secret, but like not many people know about it. When I brought it up, he's got this. He's got his own like music project, and wow. it's like absolutely insane. Like, and I've he's probably one of the artists that I've listened to most in the past year or so, and I've taken a lot mm-hmm. of inspiration from him. Just while I was on that kind of topic there, I thought I'd maybe like drop that into the podcast. Yeah. And what what inspires you about him? His style? Um, yeah, certainly his musical style, the way he like does it all himself and stuff in his like home studio and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um has kinda like inspired me when me like sitting doing demos in my bedroom and even just like the way that he he doesn't necessarily sing about like relationships and stuff either. He sometimes goes into singing about like mad stories and imagery and things like that. Yeah. And he's very very experimental as well, whereas I don't know, someone of, in his position of being, like, a huge, like, Netflix star or something could easily get away with writing commercial stuff and being insanely successful. Yeah. Because you've always, obviously got that massive boost of mm. fan base behind him, but the fact that he's, like, still playing for himself and doing, making the music he enjoys is, like, there's a lot to be said for that, I think. Yeah, that is so inspiring, and he obviously loves it if he's... Yeah, exactly. ...completely staying authentic, and you're right, it's easy 100%. to jump on the... The bandwagon to get some more views or some more lessons. Yeah, exactly. I, he's just a really cool guy as well. I'm going to need to check him out now. Yeah, definitely <laughs> do. Highly recommend it. So when you are recording or creating songs, is it a collaborative effort for your the whole band or is that something that you like to take ownership of? I mean, usually non-pandemic speaking, non-pandemic situation, it would be that I would maybe write the whole basis of a song, like the verses, the chorus, the melodies and all the chord progressions and stuff, just on like an acoustic guitar and like singing the vocal. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go into the practice room and then kind of try and put it into like a band setting. Yeah. Whereas we'd maybe like write the bass there, write the drums there and do maybe like backing vocals or something. And that's usually how it used to work. But with the circumstances that we're in just now, it has been... Like, I've not really had a chance to see the band, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So it's usually been that I'll just be sitting in my room writing a bunch of songs and then recording them almost fully. Basically recording like a really good version of what the song will end up being recorded like in the studio, like in the professional recording studio with producers and stuff like that. Um, so I've managed to just get like a big bank of them, but they are all pretty much just myself. Wow. Um but I'm sure, like, when once we get into the studio with the band and stuff, everyone will certainly have their say on things and we'll, like, discuss what should be changed and what should be added or things like that. And there's always a good last few last-minute ideas that come about anyway in the studio. So, But, uh, yeah, in the past year, it has, I've, I've, through no conscious decision, it has been pretty much just me in my bedroom, mm-hmm. like, writing tunes by myself, yeah. That's so interesting. Have you surprised yourself that you've been able to do this? Because um, it's kind of forced your hand to almost work I mean, I definitely, yourself. I definitely took it as a sort of blessing in a way. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how like terrible this the state of the world is in right now, it is true. Like I have just got like a massive amount of time to just kind of not stress about deadlines for writing songs and mm-hmm. be creative and be feeling like I don't know. Just wake up in the morning, go a massive walk, and then listen up. A podcast or something and mm-hmm. like you say like take something from something that's not particularly musical yeah and then just yeah and just like 
total like time to myself to be creative. Like I do see that as a big blessing. Yeah. So what would you say influences your song? Because you've kind of touched on it. It seems to be just like random sparks that just you come across in day to day life. It, it's funny because a lot of artists, maybe this is more a like mainstream pop culture, but they're always about the feels. <laughs> and heartbreak and love 100% but that's not really your style is it? I mean so we've got like five songs on Spotify now including the latest one Uh and I think pretty much every single one of them them are about like quoting yourself the feels the feels Um, yeah the feels and like kind of relationships and heartbreak and stuff like that and uh I don't know, when you're in that sort of headspace, you do feel somewhat inclined to, like, write music. It's almost like a therapy sort of session. And it does help, like, when you're in a really awful position like that and you, like, can't necessarily talk to anyone about it. And if you do sometimes sit at a guitar and random words come across when you're singing, you do sometimes think, oh, like, I didn't really consciously write that. It just kind of came out. Yeah. And it's like almost like your subconscious letting a lot off its chest as well. That's nice. I've found anyway. So it's like it's like the best therapy ever when you're like going through something and you can write a song about it and take a positive away from like a really negative situation. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but then more recently, I have just been consciously being more experimental with the lyrical content and stuff mm-hmm. and like writing about just like daft things. Yeah. Like I don't know if you saw at, like the start of this like pandemic. The Rona video. I, like, yeah, I, I, I did that. that. Yeah, yes, I was going to talk oh, to you about that. And that was <laughs> unbelievable. And something that I think was so cool is you were really quick on that bandwagon. You yeah, pretty much was... lockdown happened, and you whacked out a song and a music video like no bother. <laughs> it was funny. That was that was just another one uh, that like subconsciously for some reason like the lyrics like just came out of the blue uh-huh. like because I had. I was just sitting in my room one night and I, we'd just gone into the full lockdown and stuff and I was like, right, well, I might as well just write a big bunch of songs or whatever and just watch Tiger King. I was definitely watching Tiger King, <laughs> I think. That was, that was early, like the early, yeah. early lockdown. Nah, it's very early on. Um, and then I'd written the whole like melody and the chord structure and stuff and then I was kind of just like humming the chorus and it, the, the words at the end of the chorus were always... Why did you cancel the party? That's and I was brilliant. like, why would I be why would I be singing about canceling parties and stuff? And then subconsciously, it's obviously because like all form of parties and events have all been cancelled and yeah. stuff. And then I thought, oh, it'd be interesting to write a song directly to almost like personifying coronavirus, mm-hmm. like and talking to coronavirus and stuff. So I don't know. That was just a bit of fun. It but was I didn't enjoy fun, that. but I think it came out <laughs> at such a good time. Uh, back. In March, gosh, now 2020, we're almost March 2021. Um, Crazy. I know. Crazy. Um, people needed that. They needed a, a laugh because whilst we're somewhat in a semi-normal state of living now because we're so used to yeah. it, it was, there was so much unknown back then. People were terrified. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, the whole oh, world yeah. just shut down completely. And I feel like we can cope better as a world moving yep. than back in March because everything literally stopped. But I thought that was such a nice comic relief for the situation and the video that went with it. Like a lot of your friends oh, read brilliant. that. Uh, but the yeah, my brother, he was it. like, I'm so, I so regret not sending in a video. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've had that a lot like through, like I've asked like a lot of pals and family and stuff mm-hmm. to send in a video. 
And I could understand if someone asked them to like send a video of them doing something daft in their house, <laughs> singing along to the song, they'd be like, oh, I don't know if that's for me, but seeing it all together, it did it work really well. It worked so well, and I think it just showed the chaos of everyone being yeah, stuck 100%. at home. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Like, even just like nowadays, if I like stick it on or something, I've not watched it in a while, but I think even if I watch that in like five years or something, and I see like a bunch of like faces that like from the past or whatever, yeah. or, like a bunch of friends and family, they're going through the time that we've would have well documented by then. It's pretty. It'll be pretty mad to watch back. Oh, and with all it's the something to show the grand grandkids. One hundred percent. Aye. <laughs> like, really, that's what you thought we were doing back in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally it's so good though, and I definitely I'll need to share that on Insta stories as well for anyone that's not seen it. It's so fun, and you know what? I actually <laughs> think you should do a version two, like lockdown two well, It was funny. It was discussed that we were gonna do like. I was going to do like Rona, why did you cancel Christmas? And do, like, oh, that would be a Christmas Slaybell like, <laughs> edition and stuff. And I was just like, nah, I can't, I can't just milk the whole, the whole thing. I'll just like let it be. Oh, like, you know what? Like, I'm all for milking something. <laughs> Especially yeah, true. Aye. As well. But well, maybe, Aye, maybe, the maybe, maybe the fourth lockdown. Aye. Maybe oh, next God, Christmas if we're still in lockdown. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the lyrics, obviously, as you touched on, were about cancelling the party. And I imagine there was something in the back of your head about cancelling your upcoming tour, which is so frustrating. Yeah, um, 100%. But it would be quite nice to talk about your tour because that's a big bloody deal going on yeah it was good. it's a shame because it was it was gonna be our first ever mm. time like in england and stuff and like kind of exploring across yeah. the uk because we'd, we'd never left scotland before mm-hmm. and i think the, fur- the furthest we'd been is like inverness right and that was just like that was the first kind of taste we got of like being on the road together as a band and stuff and it was like such a great time so we were just like totally buzzing to get out there Aye. and meet a bunch of people who'd been messaging us over the past couple of years saying that they liked our music and things like that so yeah, it was it's frustrating, but at the end of the day, like all other musicians are in the same exactly. boat. Exactly. So, like there's there's no point in like trying to stressing out about like. And it'll happen, and you know what I mean. It's clearly meant to be. Yeah, So totally. it's just a case Aye, exactly. of rescheduling it, and I'm sure you're going to have even more fans by the time that you actually get around to being on the road. Yeah, well, here's hoping we'll be selling at stadiums by the next well, time. Well, I think <laughs> so. When this, when this podcast go vi- goes viral, of course, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you're going to have more fans. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I'm actually really curious as to how a tour as such comes about. Are you approached by someone or is it something you guys stick your heads together and work um, out the plan? So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a bit of both. Like we would usually work with like a promoter down south or like a, a, a number of different promoters maybe across mm-hmm. the UK and stuff, start usually by getting like a couple of dates in Scotland organised and kind of like the key cities that we want to kind of target in England and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like a, just a kind of list of places we do want to go and then like possible venues that we could play and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like a big brainstorming session and then we would usually take that to like a promoter who has heard our music or has been in touch with us before saying let us know if you ever want to play down here or something, we can sort something out together. And then um, it's just, it's kind of like a case of like, maybe like one of those promoters going away and contacting two or three venues themselves and then working out a deal and then coming back to us with like a deal and then just like kind of penciling them in. Yeah, that's... And then just, it's called kind of, yeah, it's all just kind of like working around each date and once, I think we had, it was like something like six or seven dates we had planned. Wow. It was like going to be, we're going to be away for like two weeks or something. 
but yeah, like hopefully when things are like back to normal, we'll maybe like go on a date with like more mm-hmm. a, a tour with more dates or something. I believe to, like, it. Make up for lost time. My merch is a dog accessory business based in Dalkeith and ships all around the UK. Their website, mymerch.co.uk, has launched as well as their new harnesses, leads and lots of accessories. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at mymerch.uk. Unicorn Sweet Boxes is an independently run company offering bespoke gifts and specialising in corporate orders. They also offer packages for virtual events including baby showers, conferences and hendus. Please visit their website to order www.unicornsweetboxes.co.uk Are you guys planning to release even more music then as a band? Like, is there going to be an album coming up? I mean, so I think it's a certainty that we won't be playing gigs this year. That's just me being a realist in that. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll definitely get back to like a semi-normality by the end of this year, mm-hmm. which is good once this vaccine and that kicks in. But I don't see any reason why like the government would want like 500 people in a big sweaty room together. Yeah, of course. By the end of this year, it just makes no sense until like everyone has been vaccinated and stuff. And like, I don't know. So I think the best thing for that we're going to do is the, the best thing that we can do is just kind of release mu- as much music as possible as we can this year, to mm-hmm. be honest. And I think that all, so referring to the fact that we're recording next month, That'll be like four songs we'll have. I think we'll have maybe like an EP out maybe like early summer or something. Right. And then hopefully maybe record again in the summer and then release like another few songs before the end of the year. So like certainly a lot more music than we have released in like previous years, mm-hmm. which, is the, which is the plan because we're just kind of making the most of what we can do, controlling the controllable because yeah. we obviously can't play music and stuff live. So we might as well just put that effort into recording as much as possible and stuff. Exactly. And when you have the opportunity to gig again, you're going to have such a vast array of songs as well compared to what you're yeah, used totally. to, which is really yeah, cool. Exactly. And you can mix things up. I do feel like we'll almost be like a different band, although we'll be the same people. It'll yeah. be like a completely different vibe about it a because mature... we're, still kind of fi- we're still kind of finding ourselves when we were last playing live, I still think. I still think we were still learning. Right. I mean, you always are learning, mm-hmm. but... I still think that like we had like some ground to cover, whether that was skills playing live or like skills in the studio. Whereas this has been like an almost like intense songwriting like boot camp or something yeah. because like it's all we've been able to do. It's like um, your queen, you know, in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie when they go to like a really random place just to write music. Oh yeah, exactly. This is that's your what, version. That's what, that's, what, that's what I've been like in my bedroom, like swinging amps around and stuff like that. <laughs> just being a mad guy. Uh, so how do you enjoy playing? Not, not, that I'm, not, not that I'm comparing myself to Freddie Mercury. Like, well, disclaimer for of anyone course. I'll compare you to Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh, class, you can be in Midlothian zone. <laughs> how do you enjoy playing live? Oh, it's like, the, it is the best. Like, I definitely prefer it to, like, I love recording and it's, it's definitely something that gets asked in a lot of music interviews, like, what do you prefer, playing live or being in the studio? I would say my answer is definitely, like, playing live. Really? When it's the right when it's the right circumstance and, like, you're playing, like, a packed-out venue filled with, like, loads of people that are, like, singing your songs back and jumping around, like, oh. mad. Like, it's, like, the total best feeling. I imagine um, it gives you goosebumps. Oh, it's, it's insane. Like, there's 
no other feeling like it when you are like walking out in front of like you're doing like a headline show in somewhere like Glasgow and you've not played there in like months yeah and you've had like music out since then and you're like going out to see like the reaction of the crowd and like everyone's like singing like the words back to you and stuff and it's like this is like mental mm-hmm. um that is like the 100% like the best feeling and it's like that's like why we do it really it's just to like chase that that bug that bug of like people say it's like I think Noel Gallagher said in an interview that it's like he's tried like obviously being in Oasis in the 90, he, 90s he's mm-hmm. tried like every single drug like under the sun but <laughs> that is still the best of them all is like walking out and having yeah, that feeling no better endorphins yeah exactly King Tut's was one of your biggest venues so far is that right yes I... how was that oh it was great it was that, that, that's kind of what I had in my head there when I was like talking yeah. about um playing gigs like that yeah it was amazing because I think it was when we were first starting to kind of like get used to getting to like an efficient um what's the word what word am I looking for uh routine of yeah. like going into the studio writing right like recording a couple of songs coming out of the studio then playing some gigs and then writing while we were playing gigs and stuff like that and it was just kind of like we were constantly doing something Yes. And it was kind of, we'd spent maybe like half a year in that routine mm-hmm. and it was starting to like finally pay off because like we had no idea that that gig was even going to sell out. It was just kind of like our first ever Glasgow headline. That's insane. And like it was one of, it was like one of our favourite venues. Like I've seen so many of my favourite bands play there. Mm-hmm. And like there's so much history behind the place, like Art, like Arctic Monkeys playing there and like Oasis getting like signed there and stuff. Just like, yeah, it's just like such a historic place. Even when you're there before you play, it's like, oh my God, you're like in this insane building I bet you have a pinch me moment <laughs> yeah 100% and then like the fact that like the night before we got like an email being like here that's the that's the the, the gig sold out and that I was like no way oh, and then so wow. it was like walk, walking out um into that room that night when it was just like packed full of like people that would like want to see us see us mm-hmm. play our music and stuff it was just like that was definitely the best gig we've had mm-hmm. um and yeah it was just like a surreal moment probably the highlight of the band so far so exciting I can't imagine what the feeling must be like for you to put all this time and energy and effort into your music and then to have the payoff be all these people actually spending time and money just to see you is so yeah cool. it's so flattering as well like the fact yeah. that people are willing must to give you confidence and... as well that what yeah, you're doing does. is widely yeah, seen. yeah uh, yeah so keep doing what you're doing I want to go back and talk about your new single, which is obviously amazing. But I noticed you used social media a lot to get the hype up. There was a really cool photo shoot you guys did. What was the idea behind that? It was quite edgy. Yeah, it's pretty pretty edgy. I think (laughs) beforehand, we were just kind of doing the classic, like, indie band photo shoot of, like, us, like, standing in like an alleyway or like a outside somewhere like random that made like absolutely no sense <laughs> you gotta and, take that box though on your journey yeah true 100 <laughs> percent. it's all part of the, the indie band journey aye. <laughs> and then i don't know i was just kind of getting bo- like i remember the last one we did i was just kind of like oh what is like there's nothing exciting or like adventurous about this and it's not like really that eye-catching about mm-hmm. what we're doing and that's another thing is that we can't play live right now to market our music that's coming out and stuff so like the the only really way that we can stand out is like on social media and like yeah. seeing new fans is on social media so i'd been watching like uh 
a lot of like old movies like The Shining and stuff like that and oh I just watched that as well the other day there did you really watching all your classics oh yeah exactly (laughs) the best preparation for this podcast (laughs) um just a bunch of like old kind of like moody looking films and stuff when they were using like Uh the way they were using lighting and stuff and the the backdrop and stuff and like an opportunity arose that we could basically use the bottom floor of this castle that I live next to (laughs) Um, which is like, just so like cool. yeah it just like came about at like the right time and I was like right we need to capitalize on the fact that we've been given permission to take photos here mm-hmm. we can't just like walk in with like a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and just like stand yeah. there with like a digital camera on our face or whatever so I kind of put a lot of thought into the fact that we should like try and look the part and like dress up in like suits and stuff and just like mm. kind of have fun with it as well and just kind of become like a different character. Yeah, exactly. And other I'll... than just like dressing like we would like any other day, it's nice to sometimes just like escape who you are in these sort of yeah. situations and just like I look interesting. Agree. And I think when you're uh, going back to like talking about your outfit and stuff, you then believe what you're trying to convey, if that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. You become this character I suppose 100%. you would call it was there mood boards or something used or was it just um I think it was just kind of like inside my head to be honest mm-hmm. like I knew that I did want to use red lighting and I knew yeah. that I wanted to use like old like 35 millimeter film cameras other than uh-huh. digital cameras um because I feel like it's something that isn't like used enough these days like I'm quite into like personally I do like a lot of film photography and stuff mm-hmm. and I think through doing that like I kind of had the idea that, like, obviously want to, like, put this onto my own musical project and stuff. Yeah. Um, other than doing what we usually do with, like, just getting, like, a digital camera involved and stuff like that. So yeah. we did that, and then the outfits was, like, another thing. And then it all kind of just, like, standing in a beautiful room like that, that wouldn't make sense if we were just, like, dressed like we usually are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we kind of wanted to, like, suit the environment we are in and then, like, add a bit of, like moodiness with the red light and stuff i don't know we just like yeah kind of winged it and like had a bit of fun with it it paid off though oh, thanks sometimes very much. when you experiment you can just achieve so much and i think combining the visuals especially with your sound it just works and obviously you've already mentioned you can't go out and show the world your music you have to do it from yeah, like, exactly. your phone or through a medium like Spotify or Instagram, that's the way you need to connect. One hundred percent, yeah. I think, yeah, using using good images is such an inventive way to catch people's attention. Yeah, totally. Like even if it's that's another thing, just about like taking pictures like that with like the fierce like red colours and stuff. It's like yeah. I'm sure it's like a scientific fact that like red is the most eye catching colour. That's mm-hmm. why it's like used in so much like it's like used for like evil in films and stuff that it's like meant to, meant to you're meant to it's meant to evoke like a certain feeling inside of you when you see like the color red all of a sudden so uh-huh. not that we used science to like be successful but we definitely uh, you like, don't need took to tell it. us that we'll talk <laughs> but i think yeah i definitely thought red was like the way to go nice. something about red it's just like very eye catching yeah and you also use social media to actually connect with your fans which i think is really nice it gives them a chance to see who you guys are behind the music how do you find using that um social media like i'm usually not there's a part of me that would want someone else to like run social media for us because i'm not a right. 
massive fan of like the whole like concept of it to be honest mm-hmm. but saying that it is a nice way to connect with like people and like hear what people are saying about yeah. our music and stuff and yeah that's like even just, like this is like random and I'm not trying to sound like oh this is what the kind of messages I'm getting all the time but like just the other day someone messaged us being like hey my dad <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> hey my dad's a big fan of your music and it's his 50th birthday um do you think you could like send him a birthday message oh my god was, that's so cute <laughs> and I was like that's so like flattering that like someone's poor dad's wanting to like no have Ryan, me say happy that's birthday. amazing <laughs> I love that wait this is the very beginning of stardom I can I mean it is, it is very nice but it's also like really you know what someone like actually important to say happy birthday <laughs> that's so sweet bedroom. but yeah have you nice. recorded it yeah I recorded it yesterday actually Aww. his name is Kenny shout out Kenny 50 years old next week happy birthday Kenny <laughs> happy birthday Kenny <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's and it's times like that where you're like wow you're actually building a fan base because it's yeah, all totally, well yeah. people saying they like your music blah 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 but to have those people that are like no fabric bear like they're the one. Oh yeah there's definitely know? some like fabric bear loyals out there like what do you call them you know how you've got like the swifties or like the cumber bitches <laughs> cumber bitches oh <laughs> what are you? are you I mean, them? I'll, let, I'll leave it up to you or I'll leave it up to like the actual listeners or something I couldn't bring oh myself my God, to do yes. that we'll, we'll figure something out <laughs> yeah 100% the Cubs or something oh no I can't believe I just said that well it can't be the Bears that's like a football team right yeah I'm pretty sure yeah I'm not, I've, I've no idea I mean, it'll just, it'll, I'm sure it'll just be one of those things that happens naturally and we'll get a trend in yeah exactly <laughs> so where does the name Fabric Bear actually come from? This is like the most like dreaded question that I like I get asked oh, like, all the time. Sorry. No, 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 not not, not against to. you or something, but it's just, like I get asked it like by my friends and that all the time. Like, where does uh-huh. what does fabric bear mean? I mean, to be one hundred percent honest, it was just yep. a random name like picked out the sky that I thought sounded like catchy and I don't know. That's it just, so funny that you just picked the, it randomly. I, I think it. I think I was. I was what. I was what. I was reading like a. Uh, article online or something about the, the club famous club in london fabric that was getting like shut oh, down oh yeah and uh and it was like the the, the name of the article was like fabric closure mm-hmm. and i was like that sounds like a, i was like that sounds fabric like a good closure. band name yeah so so i think i went to the guys and was like what do you think about like fabric closure or something and they were like i think we we're both like oh no it seems a bit daft that we'd be like name our band after something like negative mm-hmm. like that but i'd also want also wanted like the name Bear and my music for some reason. Like, there's this amazing band that I like called uh, Grizzly Bear, and there's also a band called Polar right. Bear. And I was like, oh, we should we should be one of the bears or something. Mm-hmm. So we like put it together and just like we're like, oh, let's just like do Fabric Bear until we think of something better. And it was just like the classic story. It's it just stuck. Like, stuck. I suppose that's how all these yeah, things like happen. Not... It's like the Arctic Monkeys. I'm yeah, sure exactly. When we first, we're thinking of names. They oh yeah, exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> And it's like it is like when I look back on it, it's like it is like a terrible band. Name, it is but not like, that the the usual the usual good bands like never have good names anyway. Like like you say, like who calls themselves like Arctic Monkeys or like Foo Fighters or something? Like if you said that and you weren't like they weren't bigger, that no one would take yeah. them seriously. But you know it's I mean? funny because you grow into your name. Do you know what I mean? Like it's what these yeah, silly totally. about babies. <laughs> you, you don't look like yeah, a exactly, child, yeah. and you think oh, you're going to be like a Billy. But then they grow up to be a Billy. Yeah, so you guys I, have completely so grown into your band name. That it would just be weird, I think, for you to be called anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've totally, owned I, it. I agree. Well done. 
Um, <laughs> so what's next for you and the band? You've kind of already said you're going to work on new music and so on, but what does 2021 have in store for you guys? I think, yeah, I think it's just going to be writing as much music as possible, releasing as much music as possible, trying to make the best of a bad situation, really, and trying to just keep progressing and keep being creative other than obviously we can't play shows and stuff so just getting ready for when we can so that when we can when we do get the green light then we can go and play gigs it'll just yeah, be like all guns blazing sort of thing 100 percent um hopefully we'll be able to like get into the practice room at some point this year and like actually play together mm-hmm. we were even discussing possibly doing like a live session or something to put on social media or something so maybe we'll that do something like fun. that early springtime or summer yeah um, that would be that would be fun. It'd be a good excuse to just like play music yeah. with other humans like an again, online so. gig. That is a great idea. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a lot. There's been a lot of bands doing that, and it has seemed to work really well for a lot of people and yeah. stuff. Um, like I'm sure, like referring to Dua Lipa again, mm-hmm. like she did one in like the summer or something. It was like made like so much money for not that, not that we were wanting to make <laughs> money, but like it was obviously yeah. successful and like a lot of people got a kick out of it. So wait. Ryan, um, we need this. This is a have. service to the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we do need something to like focus uh-huh. on other than just writing music. So it would be fun, fun to do something like yeah. that. So, yeah, watch the space. Watch we'll the see. space. Keep me updated, please. I or rather, I'll do. keep updated with you guys because I follow you on social media. <laughs> of course I. <laughs> so, random questions for the end. What's your favourite song that you've brought out so far? Uh, my personal favourite is probably One Last Time. Right. Is there a special reason um, for that? That's, uh, I just think it was, it was, it seemed to be the one that's like resonated with the most people mm-hmm. and it's got like the most kind of personal attachment okay. to me as well as the fact that it was kind of like the first time we'd been in the studio and we made it and we were just like, got like a certain feeling of, about yeah. it and we're so excited mm-hmm. about it and I just... Just from a critical point of view, I just think it is probably like our best written yep. song. Um, not saying that our new song's bad, like everyone should still go and listen oh, to our new song. Oh, definitely, but it's so good. If you, get, if you get a chance, go and listen to it one last time because it's like definitely our best song, I think. That's my favourite sort of our right. song anyway. I love your new one, but I think, I don't know, my favourite one is pop song. <laughs> That's good, I yeah, really nah, pop song's also one. like... I do love pop song as well, especially the fact that like Woodburn Club's on the album. Mm. <laughs> so, what's your? I mean, probably I think I know the answer to this one. But your most memorable performance is it King Tut's? Yeah, it'll be either King Tut's or when we supported a band called The Blinders mm-hmm. at La Belle Angel in Edinburgh, yep. and that was like our first kind of gig, proper gig together because we'd played a couple of like we warm up shows and stuff, but. We managed to get this like slot supporting this band at La Belle Angel, mm-hmm. and it was like a five hundred capacity venue or something. And we were just kind of expecting it to be like a quiet night. It was like in the winter. It was like Tuesday night and stuff. Right. And then there wasn't anyone queuing outside. And then we went for a drink, and then came back like five minutes before we meant to go on. And like the place was like packed. Wow. With, like it must have been like <laughs> some almost like six hundred people uh-huh. in the room or something. It was like over capacity. And we're just like, oh my god, I've never like played to this much people in my life, and it's like our first gig. Like, oh my god! Wow. Um, but we we did smash it, and it was like an amazing memory. Oh, thrown at the um, deep end. So either that or King Tut's. Yeah, exactly. That's the best way to wow. be. Wow. And any advice for people thinking about breaking into the music industry? What would you say? Um, definitely like play for yourself, and like play the music that you like, and don't 
don't don't write a certain kind of music that other people think you should write or just to like please a certain aesthetic of music like definitely just like play what you are passionate mm-hmm. about and remember the reason that you started playing music in the first place was for yourself yeah um that's what i would say and i think that's exactly what you do and certainly paid off for you so that's sound advice oh thanks very much yeah um it's hopefully gonna work a bit better after all this oh it's so well overblows but it's so well uh but yeah i hope so i can't wait for your next gig i'm gonna be there oh 100 percent. me and my brother we will be front row mosh pitting oh yeah (laughs) liam was actually at that liam was actually at that blind yeah yeah i remember yeah so so yeah get his uh, critique on it to see if we're actually good or not oh he gushes (laughs) you are um so to finish we will do your quote which is just something that inspires you or you like um see uh, it's funny because you you said that you were going to ask me for a quote, so I was kind of stressing because I've got quite a lot. But like, <laughs> oh no, which one I pick? Like to, <laughs> you can... I like to live by, but like <laughs> I would say this is like quite random because it's obviously I'm doing music and stuff, uh-huh. but I'm going to quote Conor McGregor of all people. Oh, the king himself. Because he's got, yeah, exactly. He's got this, some, something he said in like a post-fight interview or something. It said like, doubt is only removed by action. And if you're not working, that's when doubt comes in. And that's like, oh my God, that, that is so good. And that is like it's so simple, but it's so true. Like ever, if you're ever like stressing about something, like whether it's like work or like making something, like being creative or just anything, and if you're like stressing about, it, like the only way you can get around that is by working. So, thanks for listening, guys, and of course a huge thank you to Ryan for joining me on the podcast. I hope you guys found it as interesting as I did, and please, please check out his music. It is insane.